This photo is of a village or a town within the city of Guangzhou in China. It's notable because uh, all the rooftops, for reasons I don't really know, uh, the majority of the rooftops are blue. This is the kind of photo that, um, as I mentioned earlier, adding a drone to your arsenal of weapons, it means that you could potentially show people that lived in that city something that they've never seen before from a brand new angle. So what happened was we uh, attended a, an event for a drone company based in China at the weekend. And there was actually, we, we spoke at that event about new regulations being brought in on drones in China, which meant that it would be harder to drone. So me and a friend were kind of like, well, we better go and try and take as many photos as possible with our drones before we're not allowed to. This was really spontaneous and very unlike me, but within 24 hours, we decided to go to Guangzhou. This was one of the places that a group of photographers that met us in Guangzhou, this is one of the places that they took us to. What happened at this place was, it's very rock and roll. It was, you, you take off, you take off from the side of the road, um, but like it was a quite a busy highway. And we were just surrounded instantly by people who wanted to see either the drone itself or the, the screen. I was looking at the camera, you know, for, the, for the, the, what was being filmed or recorded or shot. And um, I never had that kind of pressure before. With, with my drone, I kind of, I'm still in the phase where I like to be alone and quiet. Well, not necessarily alone, but have relative calm because it's actually a lot of money just in the sky at any one time. So um, this one, I had to really think on my feet. I looked at the, around me and I had at least like eight or nine people standing around me while I took this photo. Combined with what you can't see in the photo is there are lots of hanging wires and a lot of antennas, which created a ton of interference, which meant the drone kept losing signal. This, what you see in the actual picture is just a tiny, well, not a tiny, but it's like 20% of the rooftops that are actually there. And I'm really gutted because I wanted to get way more of it. I wanted to go higher. This goes, this is almost endless blue sea of rooftops and I just couldn't get it. The reason I've highlighted this one is it's kind of a regret because I feel like by the time I go back to Guangzhou, I won't be able to get this shot. And the regret for me is that um, because of regulations that I'm sure will be coming in across cities in China, this view may not, I may not be, get a second chance to get this, this view, which makes this quite an interesting shot for me because this is, I mean, I don't want to use the phrase as good as it gets, but the, I, I may not get another chance to shoot this. This photo is taken at a place known as Instagram Pier. The official name of it is Saiwan Working Cargo Dock. Oh, sorry, Western District Working Cargo Dock. Sometime in 2013, like a few months after I'd been in Hong Kong, I went down here with a friend and got a great view of sunset. And so I wanted to come back and actually the, the uh, metro didn't really go down to that part of Hong Kong. So I had to put a place, a pin on a map to, find, to be able to find it again. And I just called, I, I did it on Foursquare and I called it Instagram Pier. And that kind of took off in a way I really didn't expect. And so going back 
This was an early morning shot. Um, and what you get in Hong Kong is a lot of um, older people doing Tai Chi early in the morning. So I was doing an interview for, um, um, for a YouTube channel. And so that it was sunrise and there were lots of people doing Tai Chi at that time. In addition, one of the people that was interviewing me um, lent me the 70 to 200 millimeter lens that Eugene says I should buy. Um, and this is the one and only shot on my Instagram feed that uses a 70 to 200 millimeter lens. I find it so cinematic because of the, the depth of the lady. So her pose is quite cinematic, but then there's another layer on the boat and then yet another layer with the buildings in Kowloon in the background. And that in itself has convinced me that one day I will get this lens. The fact that it was taken at a place that I kind of gave a nickname to. And actually, if I'd taken it five minutes later, five minutes earlier, it was even more dramatic. This isn't a black and white photo. It was really orangey um, sunrise. And then that went away and it became very gray. And this is a color photo. This is the color it was. And it's just the, the drama behind it is something I really like and enjoy with a lens that I will buy one day. So yeah, I guess the theme here is that, is that I'm showing you photos where um, they are so, they're, they're kind of unique to me because I look back at them and think, oh, if I'd done this differently, or there's, I, I think there's less value in a photo that I can go and get again next week. But the these photos, they, they mean something personal and that there's a story behind them. I know what was happening just before it and just after it. One Another really cool thing that happened that morning, it wasn't this lady, but there was another lady doing Tai Chi. We had a, a presenter interviewing me and then a sound guy and obviously someone filming. And this lady just came up to all of us and without any, um, we, we all spoke different languages. She managed to tell us that she wanted to just take a picture with us. And we all lined up with this lady, took a picture with her and she will never see the picture. She just wanted to take that picture. And I have that picture and I put it on Facebook and it was like one of the, it was a nice day because that interview was nice. The sunrise was nice. And it just, this picture just gives me good vibes. This is a museum in Shenzhen, China, and it is not yet open. So we had to talk our way into this museum just to be able to get this shot. And it's kind of an example of what we would do to get the shots that we want. We assumed that this uh, museum was open because we've seen pictures of people in there. Um, so we, we got there and we realized it was shut. Not only shut, maybe we, we went on a Sunday. So we we're like, okay, maybe it's just shut because it's a Sunday. My friend spoke to the security guard who said that it's not open at all. But if we pay a certain amount of money, we can go in. So we paid him that sum of money, which wasn't a large sum of money. So I guess this was this security guard's thing. Like, this is how he makes a bit of money on the side. But as, as we were going in, another guy, someone higher up, saw us and just spoke to this security guy and was like, What are you doing? Like, what are you doing with these two people? And we don't look like we're friends at all with this security guy. And he said to this probably engineer, he said, These are my friends and we're going for a smoke. That didn't make any sense because we were going into a building. <laughs> so 
The next thing that happened was that he said, just don't worry about it, they're with me. And so we got into the building. We took this photo. I think I took maybe 10, 15 more photos. None of them are perfect, but I know it's a rare spot. I know it's somewhere that a lot of people haven't been. But after, after about three or four minutes, someone did come and ask us to leave. The original guy, he'd, he'd like become emboldened by us just standing around taking photos. And he came up and he said to the security guard, can you tell these people to leave, please? And we left, but it's a good memory. We, we've got, I've got photos of this place before it opened empty. They'll probably never happen once it opens, you know? It's a museum of contemporary art. And this is a kind of a, it's not an exhibit. It's, there's a, on the other side of that um, silver thing, there's kind of a walkway, but I think it's more of a lookout point if, on the on the left-hand side of whatever we're looking at there. But this is the huge atrium when you come up to the, to the ground level. It's pretty spectacular set of lines and curves. This is actually part of the initiative of trying to get those drone shots before the regulations change as well. But we were just on the ground and we thought, yeah, let's go and visit this museum. And it all just snowballed from there. Suddenly there was bribery and corruption involved. <laughs> it was it was a very, it was quite exhilarating really, but um, yeah, it's the only time I've done that. I'm, I'm always loath to say I have to say favorites or best because I don't want to offend anyone. But I think I'm quite happy to say that in terms of portraits, this is a portrait I'm most proud of. If not one of one of two that I'm most proud of that I've taken in the time, in the short time that I've been shooting portraits. This model, Cindy, I met her in Singapore in December last year. And we shot for about an hour or two and it was just a really good vibe of a photo shoot, but it didn't last too long. It was like, um, the shoot was like an hour, an hour and a half. And um, we said, we must shoot again sometime. It turned out that very soon after that, she was moving back to the US. So she was like, yeah, we should shoot. Um, she's gonna come to Hong Kong so we can shoot again before she moves to the other side of the world. So she came to Hong Kong for one day for us to shoot together. We didn't have much time. She, we, she literally arrived pretty much in the afternoon and left in the early evening. So we went to Causeway Bay. We went to a, like a place where I knew that I'd have like, there'd be enough quiet for me to think about doing cool stuff with her. She brought a couple of outfits and she has this like long flowing hair. I decided to get her to just swish her hair in a less obvious way, if you, if you, I don't know if you agree, but in a less obvious way than the hair swoosh photos that you usually see. And we did what, what looks spontaneous is actually something we did about 30 to 40 times until she had a headache. <laughs> but it was totally worth it. And I'm, I'm so happy with the end result. If I ever did a, a book of portraits, I would say this would be the cover. Entering into portraiture work was really, it was such a challenge. It was a challenge in, in, for me in terms of a craft. And it was also a challenge in convincing my audience to go with me on this. Because I would say that in terms of my primary medium for sharing photos, Instagram, largely the people that followed me, I mean, I'm gonna take a second guess about my own followers, but I would say that they weren't that keyed into liking pictures of other people. They were an architecture and cityscape audience. 
even the street photography is like only the last year and a half. So it's since 2016, it's been kind of convincing people that I can do more and I can do different stuff and just to go with me on that. Portraits was the biggest challenge and I'm still getting there in terms of the craft. I don't think I'm anywhere where I, I would like to be. It was a, a process of seeing things that I think were cool from other photographers, seeing poses and situations and um, locations that I think were cool from other photographers. And then at first I was reaching out to people or tagging along to other people's shoots and just getting um, shots that I thought were quite nice, quite interesting. And then with portraits, it was like starting all over again, posting a photo and thinking, well, I hope people like this, you know, um, I hope this is to the standard of other portraits on Instagram. You know, it was a real fresh start for me, but really exciting one. I think that I'm better. Like I said, I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but I'm a lot more confident in my portraiture now. But this, to this day, this is the standard for me. This photo is where I want to be all the time. There are multiple reasons I'm proud of it. Like, I'm proud that someone thought I was good enough that they would fly to Hong Kong to shoot with me. That's one of those things where you're just, you may feel a bit more secure about someone you're going to shoot with if they've entrusted you that they're going to come to your, come to your city just to shoot with you. Then the, to get to this point, knowing that we only have limited time, the look on her face, knowing that, I mean, th that, this goes to the craft bit. So I learned a trick that day, which was I don't need the shallowest depth of field because she's going to be moving her head back and forth as she swings her, her hair. So she's, she may be out of focus. So just changing the focus slightly. So I learned something that day about my craft. I, I even was aiming to have her tattoo in the shop, but I didn't really know how to get that. And then to, to pull, to go home and look at 30 shots and find this one, just super proud. So we are at the Nanyang Technology Institute in Singapore. And um, the reason that I've chosen this photo is because the story behind it's really nice. Actually, this was like a 35 minute Uber ride from my hotel just to take one photo. So I got the Uber. The story is more about the Uber than Uber ride than the photo, but we'll get to the photo. I got in the Uber and uh, my driver was um, like an older lady who wanted to talk to me and she just, she's really nice. And she, <laughs> she basically said, why are you going to this place? And I said, well, I'm going to take a photo. And her first question to me was like, are you being paid to take these photos? And I said, no. And she looked at me in the rearview mirror and said, I don't think this is a very good use of your time. <laughs> and so, so I had to explain to her that it was a hobby, that I like taking photos. Um, and then she said, well, okay, what do you, what do you actually do? You know, cause she was, she was done with that. She was like, this isn't gonna cut it for me. What do you actually do? And I told her I was in animation. And um, she went on to just give me a lecture about how animation's not very good anymore. She has a son who's 21 and he still watches animation and he's wasting his time because his animation's not like the old days, like Snow White and things like that. She kept referencing Snow White and like 1940s Disney's movies. And I tried to pull her back and talk a little bit about Dragon Ball and stuff. And I even made a point that her son, asked what her son does and he was very successful. And I said, well, that's cool because he watches animation and he's still successful. 
but she will she would not be talked down. It's like animations on a downer and you going to take photos far away is not a good use of your time. So the point is um, we talked all the way there. We got to this amazing building and we pulled up to the building and she said, you know what? this is pretty cool. I'm going to get out and come and take photos with you. (laughs) So she parked her car and we both walked around this building. I actually have photos of her. We walked around this building for like half an hour taking photos. This is actually like, um, there's an atrium um, that I'm standing in where students are studying. And I got there at just the right time that the sun was almost directly above and reflecting off the glass. It's pretty spectacular. And it's something I don't really do that often anymore because I seem to have hit all the architecture, all the interesting architecture in the city that I live in, Hong Kong. So to go and find some cool architecture in a neighboring city, it's pretty cool. It's, it was like almost like a throwback to the style of photo that got me where I am. The side effect was the story where I convinced someone that there is value to just going out and taking photos, which she posted. And to to the social media angle of it, there's another thing that she wasn't impressed with, and that was Instagram. So I hired her back. You know, she was my Uber ride back to my hotel because she was there with me. And then she was kind of like, where are you going to put these photos? And I was like, I'm going to put them on Instagram. I asked her, are you on Instagram? And she's like, I don't see the point in that. She said, I have Facebook. If you have Facebook, why do you need Instagram? So I'm going to friend you on Facebook and then I'll share the photo there and you'll like it. And she, and I remember that she was like, like my photo on Facebook. And it's kind of where we're at in society that even an Uber driver who I have to rate anyway, right? I have to give her five stars. She's also, now there's an additional part to it where it's like, friend me and like my photo as well. Yeah, this one is more the story behind it that is, I find very interesting. It's the changing times that we're in. We're on the back streets of Osaka, which are just, um, I, I would just say it's just vibes. It's just pure vibes. I can i can kind of point to a few things in Asia that as a Westerner, you kind of look to as, oh, some people would say, call them tropes or stereotypical things. And I find overhanging wires are something that just lends themselves, lend, they lend themselves to a photo, be it in Bangkok or Osaka or Tokyo, or a few other cities that have it, but just the overhanging wires, you kind of know where you are instantly. You're on the back streets of an Asian city. My wife and I got up pretty early um, to take photos of the light before it gets too harsh. And um, we're just walking the streets, generally looking for taxis because um, Japanese taxis have the coolest colors. Actually, Osaka ones, not so much, not as much as Tokyo, but still they have some cool colored taxis. So we're, we're walking around looking for specific things on the streets of Osaka. Before this, I was taking a picture of an empty street and these guys fell out of a hostess club. They would just laugh into each other. These four guys, they're still dressed up. They're obviously dressed up from last night. They saw my camera and they just started running towards me, shouting. And it was just so cool because it was like West Side Story or something. It was just suddenly like this scene had just come to life. I was like, I don't know where, I don't know where they're going with this. They're just running towards me like, whoa. And I was like, are they gonna stop? Are they gonna run past me? It was, there was no art direction, but they just did that. I had it on continuous shooting and I've got like 10 shots of them and some that they're jumping, some where they're not in focus, some where they're just like looking at me and pointing. 
Eight of the 10 shots are so nice. They're like, I, I told them to do those things, but I didn't. They just ran towards me. I, I decided to use that photo as the one that I show everyone because the gesture he's making is cool. He's looking directly at me. It's actually not totally in focus if you zoom in on it, but it's the cool look on his face that I really like. What happened next is that they they ran, um, they, they just ran past me like it was a, a, a cut scene from a movie. And then I finished shooting, I looked back at them and they just said, they, they thanked me. And then they carried on walking. <laughs> they never asked for the photo or anything. And I just, I just love this photo. It was, it was something that I think, think was, someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was like uniquely Japanese. It's just this, the, the whole scene coming out of a hostess bar. Let's just, let's just run and shout at this guy. And then that's the end of the interaction. Let's just get on with our lives. I'll never see them again, but they, that's one of the coolest photos I've ever taken. I'm still baffled by it. I really am. I'm just like, I'm just like, you guys are so cool to have, to A, have that energy <laughs> when you're like falling out into the daylight. But I think it's probably because they were just partying all night. They're still on that, on that level, on that vibe where they're not tired yet. To the social media part of this story, I then put some of the other photos on my stories, on my Instagram stories, because I just wanted people to see what happened. I wanted people to know it was not staged. This just came at me and then it was over all in like 10 seconds. And I just wanted people to sit, to share in that moment. And it really resonated. And a lot of people were like, that was just like, that was so cool. 